beautiful year-round weather, stunning sunsets, legendary beaches, and the aloha spirit. Hawaii is the subject of today's Family Vacationer, episode 44, and it starts now. Welcome to the Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny, the go-to podcast for families on the move. Hey friends, Rob here. I'm flying solo on episode 44 of the Family Vacationer. Do us a huge favor. If you like the show, please give us a good review wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, we'd love for you to join us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So today, we're continuing our series on the bucket list travel destinations with a look at the 50th state in the Union, Hawaii. So when you think of bucket list vacations, Hawaii is at the top of a lot of lists. And why not? What's not to like? Sandy beaches, warm ocean water, and that distinct and fascinating culture that's sure to captivate the imagination of adults and children alike. The lush and rugged mountain terrains and picture-perfect beaches are just a few of the reasons that Hollywood continues to film on the islands. The Hawaiian Islands also offer different types of vacation, from adventure to health and wellness, to culture and history, to nature and outdoor lovers. Every visit can be a different kind of vacation. Joining us today to talk more about Hawaii is Robin Basso. As Senior Director of Travel Industry Partnerships, Robin leads the development and execution of HVCB's sales and marketing strategy designed to promote travel trade growth from the United States. Her responsibilities include managing the organization's travel trade training, leading content development of sales and marketing assets, and representing the Hawaii Visitor and Convention Bureau at key trade shows, industry meetings, and seminars. She oversees the U.S. travel trade team, and in conjunction with HVCB's marketing team, drives initiatives intended to create and enable conversion of demand for the Hawaiian Islands. Robin joined the HVCB in 2008 and has over 28 years of experience in the travel industry and over 20 years concentrated on selling Hawaii. Robin, welcome to the show. Hi, aloha Rob. I'm so happy to be here with you. We're excited. So, can you, do you mind starting us off by talking a little bit about the personality of each island for for people who've never been and are thinking about visiting Hawaii? Can you just kind of talk about the different islands and the different personalities they have? Sure, I would love to. And that is one of my absolute favorite things and most unique things about Hawaii is that each island is so unique and does really have its own unique personality. And, and I, I actually describe it oftentimes as a family. So, you know, if the, if the parents have six kids, well, God bless them, right, if they have six. But if they do have six children, you know, you love them all equally but you love them for their own uniqueness. And that, that's truly, you know, how I feel about um, Hawaii. And, and it's great because they are so unique and different. You know, you can have a multi-island experience that, that really varies as you travel island to island. And so, you know, if I had to kind of, you know, kind of give a perspective on the island of Kauai, kind of paint the picture, you know, it's, it's the oldest, it's the northernmost island, you know, Kauai is absolutely known for its natural beauty with over 50 movies filmed on this island, you know, going back to Jurassic Park, 51st Dates, Mighty Joe Young, you know, just to name a few, you know, people describe it as lush and idyllic, Mm. peaceful, 
immersed in nature. And so, you know, the the kind of people that really want to go to Kauai are attracted to nature and kind of that that peaceful, immersive environment, kind of really wanting to escape the busyness of everyday life. You know, don't feel, you know, pressured to see, you know, all the sights. But what I love about it is it's an island that you, know, you get off the plane and you just go, ah, you know, no high-rise hotels, no hotel taller than the largest coconut tree. But there is so many wonderful kind of outdoor, incredible experiences to really immerse yourself in the beauty of that island. And probably one of the most popular islands for first-time visitors would be the island of Oahu. And sometimes people get that confused with the big island. But the island of Oahu, that's the island. And you've got Honolulu as the major city and Waikiki as the beach. Mm. And people describe Oahu as having this, you know, incredible energy and, and it's a very vibrant place. It's got a contemporary feel as well, because you kind of have all of the, the shopping and the dining and the sophistication of Honolulu and Waikiki. But what's really neat about Oahu is that you have this wonderful kind of blend, a very unique blend of what we say is town and country. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got town, but you've got, you have all of the excitement of everything happening in Waikiki and beautiful beach area. But just driving up to the North Shore, you have this beautiful country ambiance. You've got incredible beaches. You know, it's just, it feels a world apart, right. you know, from all of the excitement in Waikiki. You know, and, and people that tend to love Oahu are are people that are, you know, active travelers, they're engaged, they're kind of relaxed by having fun. You know, they want to, they want to kind of come in with their big to-do lists and want to make sure they can check off all those items, you know, on their, on their bucket list. You know, and then we've got the island of Maui, which, you know, is kind of a blend of the two of them. You know, it's, it's got a real laid back personality and feel, you know, people kind of like to explore it. It, it, seems like more it's like a leisurely pace it's a great place to just kind of get off the beaten path and discover the small towns you know and, and people really drawn to maui you know really love it because it has so much variety and choice and there's such great opportunities for spontaneous adventures so you've got you know beautiful resort areas and beaches close to wonderful you know dining options and lots of great activities but a beautiful kind of remote upcountry area that's just, you know, a short kind of stone's throw away. So you can kind of choose to be as busy or as relaxed, you know, as you want on the island of Maui. And then kind of to to wrap up the four major islands, which we're going to focus on is, of course, the island of Hawaii. And that one's nicknamed the Big Island. And that's because it is by far the largest, twice the size of all the other islands combined. It's about the size of the state of Connecticut. And, you know, it's really an interesting island. I would most describe it as diverse. You know, you've got, you know, this incredibly large island on the west side where it's dry, arid, almost desert-like, you start to drive to the east side of the island and you see a 175,000-acre cattle ranch and you see macadamia nut farms. And then you see, you know, incredible rainforest, 
waterfalls, a snow-capped mountain, and then an active volcano and just a couple hours drive. So the, the diversity is absolutely amazing. And of course, it's most known for the, um, the volcano, which is an absolutely incredible thing to um, experience. But there's so much more, you know, beyond the volcano. And, and you know, people that tend to love this island are people that really are kind of, you know, the, the active adventurous ones that really have this wonderful curiosity about history and about culture and about, you know, really wanting to take advantage of unusual adventures that, you know, they can't find anywhere else. And, and people love this island because you can actually spend, split their stay and spend time on the East and the West, really having almost mini trips within their vacation. So, so that's, that's really what, what draws people to, uh, to the island of Hawaii. So with all of that personality for families that are planning their first visit, how do you recommend selecting which island or islands to visit on their trip? <laughs> That's a, that is an interesting part. You know, it's, you know, what I would do, it's really kind of just understanding a little bit of the dynamics and unique, unique personalities and kind of determining, you know, what is it that you really want? You know, some people say, oh, I love being on Oahu or Waikiki because there's so much to do, right? So if I want to have tons of different dining and shopping and I want to have, you know, the beach right there and be able to go surfing and hop on an outrigger canoe and have access to all that, you know, I might want something like, you know, uh, like Oahu and a stay in Waikiki. But if it's like, oh, you know what? I love, you know, outdoor natural beauty and I want to hike and I want to, you know, do ATV rides and zip lining and, you know, kind of more of a relaxed type thing Then Kauai, you know, might be um, something that people are more interested in. So it's really doing a little bit of research, talking to the travel advisor and kind of really talking about how can I, how can I put together, you know, an incredible experience that will, will bring to life everything I'm looking for. And, and, and I think it's great if clients do have a little bit more time, depending on where they're coming from. You know, if you have at least like 10 days, you, know, you could definitely do two islands. And right. I think that that is a wonderful thing for families to do because you do get two very different experiences in one vacation. And, uh, you know, if you're staying longer, you can even add on another island. But I think, you know, it's really kind of thinking about what experience you really want and kind of really trying to match with the right island or island combination that has those types of experiences. It doesn't sound like there's a wrong answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is absolutely correct. And it's such an individual choice. Honestly, it's so funny if people ask me what my favorite island is, you know, every time I return to Hawaii, I re-fall in love with an island and it. And it's not what my favorite is. It's really, it's such an individual choice. And if you asked a hundred people in a room, everybody would have a different answer because it's, it's a very personal choice. Absolutely. Well, you know, adding cultural components to vacations, it continues to be popular, especially for families. But what are some landmarks that families can visit to learn more about Hawaii's unique history? I know Pearl Harbor is one place I've always wanted to visit. Yes, it's absolutely amazing. And that's what I love about Hawaii. I mean, in addition to having, you know, a beautiful, warm weather, tropical destination, you know, with so much to explore, it has got just this incredible, very unique, special history from, you know, the, the Polynesian cultures, you know, the Polynesians navigated to Hawaii. So you have this wonderful Polynesian heritage. You've got, you know, the only state 
that was once a kingdom, right? So you have this, this royalty, the history of the elite. And of course, the U.S. history, like as you mentioned, you know, with, with Pearl Harbor in the Arizona Memorial. So there's so many wonderful historical and educational opportunities for families. And, and of course, you know, visiting uh, the Arizona Memorial at Pearl Harbor is, is something that is always, you know, on my must-do lists, um, not only just for families, but for any travelers. Right. It is so incredibly moving and there's so much to explore. And when you go to the museum and visitor center, probably about five years ago, they did a beautiful expansion. So when you get there, you can actually do an audio tour. So you, you buy, the, you know, you have the headsets and it really gives you the history and culture as you explore all these incredible exhibits that really shine light on kind of what led up to, you know, World War II and, and then what happened, you know, uh, during and after the fact. So beautiful exhibits. And then uh, you have the opportunity to watch an incredible documentary film with actual footage from, from the Japanese that is just, I've seen it so many times and still it's incredibly moving. Mm. And then you're, you get to, you know, board a Navy boat, takes you out to the memorial where you're literally... On the memorial, you are positioned over the sunken hull of the USS Arizona Memorial, which was sunk on December 7th, 1941, to really start the U.S.'s um, entry into World War II. And you look down, you see that outline of the ship, you see the oil still bubbling up about a quart and a half uh, below, and there's over 1,177 crew members still entombed in that ship below. So no matter how many times I experience that, it is still so incredibly powerful and so moving and and so educational. So it's it's an incredible opportunity for people to experience. And if people are looking for more of kind of, you know, a little bit more of the Polynesian history and to learn about all these different cultures that make up Hawaii, the Polynesian Cultural Center is incredible. It's a full day activity. It's up towards the North shore of the island of Oahu. They have all of these wonderful villages from Hawaii, Tahiti, Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, New Zealand and the Marquesas. And so you can visit these different villages and there's so many incredible like hands-on opportunities for families, for kids to really learn about some of these unique traditions within these cultures. There's an incredible luau feast at the end of the day and then a wonderful show called Ha which translates to mean the breath of life, which is absolutely beautifully done. So it's it's a full day activity, but you know, I, I say for families, it is uh, only recommend is Iolani Palace on the island of Oahu. And that really gives visitors a wonderful glimpse into what it was like for the ali'i or the royalty in Hawaii. And you can go through the different rooms and uh, they have uh, beautiful audio tours. So it's, it's really beautifully done and gives you such an insight into that time um, of Hawaii's history. And, and, you know, even a great way to really get more of the history and culture is just at the resorts that you're staying at. Um, many of these resorts have cultural directors and cultural programs, and they'll have anything from lay making to ukulele lessons or hula lessons. So I always encourage families, hey, check out what's going on right at your hotel because you can really learn from some incredibly, wonderfully warm and smart local people about the traditions that make Hawaii the really special place that it is. Fantastic. Well, can you tell us about some of the fun and unique family-friendly hotels and resorts on the islands? Not give, not taking anything away from your Marriotts and your Hiltons of the worlds of the world, but just some fun and unique places. 
Sure, of course. I mean, the great thing about Hawaii is that it is such a family-friendly destination, and there's so many hotels and resorts that are just such a great fit for families. You know, of course, I can't, I would be remiss if I didn't um, talk a little bit about the Disney Aulani Resort. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, families and kids are, are crazy about Disney and it's on the west side of the island of Oahu. And what I love is that, you know, it's more Hawaii um, than it is Disney. So I say it's, it's a, it's a Hawaiian resort infused with Disney magic. Right. Um, when Disney came in, they really, you know, were so conscious about infusing the Hawaiian culture at every point. So not only does it sit on a beautiful cove and beach and, you know, they're going to be starting up now again, the, the character breakfast. And, you know, you got, you got uh, Mickey in an Aloha shirt and Minnie in her mu'u mu'u and, uh, you know, they, these wonderful um, scavenger hunts around the property, but it, it really is a special place. They have larger units, you know, which are really great for families. And of course, you know, all that, all that Disney magic that they're, that they're so um, well known for. Sure. And then, you know, beyond that, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of wonderful condominium products throughout the islands that are such a great fit for families because you do get all the benefits of kind of condo type, condo type living where you have, you know, the separate living and sleeping areas, you have the full kitchen, you have the washer and dryer, so it does make it convenient, right? For families, you've got more space. You can have snacks, have breakfast in the morning, you know, have the washer jar to do laundry so you don't have to pack as much. But a lot of these condominiums have all of the kind of benefits of resort amenities in terms of, you know, um, maid service, you know, housekeeping service, restaurants on site, you know, multiple swimming pools, you know, with slides and all those great amenities that that kids love. You know, there's right. a lot of Aqua Aston properties properties and outrigger throughout the islands that have a lot of those wonderful amenities. Also the Honua Kai um, on Maui has got multiple pools, even a kid's pool, which are fantastic. The, you know, some of the um, properties on Maui say such as the, the Hyatt Regency Maui, the Westin Maui have beautiful, elaborate pools with, you know, slides and suspension bridges and lots of great things for families to enjoy. So the great thing is that just depending on what you're looking for, if you want a full-blown resort with all the bells and whistles, we definitely have that. If you want something that, you know, for a longer stay, that's a little bit more like your own home away from home, wonderful condo um, type products as well. So, and, and if you weren't aware the Turtle Bay Resort on the North Shore of Oahu. They've been closed for a while for renovations. They're reopening July 1st. So they are actually one resort on tens of acres on the North Shore. They've got hotel. They also have bungalows. And this fall, they're going to be opening an area for even glamping. Oh, wow. um, and then on site, they've got anything from their own stables. You can do horseback riding. They have their own helicopter pad. They have surfing and mountain biking. So that's, you know, almost a destination in itself. And another one I'd be remiss to mention is like the Hilton Waikoloa Village on the island of Hawaii on the big island. That one is, oh my goodness, you know, huge resort with uh, lagoons so big you can kayak through them and, you know, a lot of wonderful activities they have. Um, you know, trams and boats to get to different areas. It's really a very self-contained resort where, you know, families can really take advantage of all of the on-site amenities. So lots and lots and lots um, of choices for wonderful hotels and resorts and condominiums for families. I'm ready to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so we love talking about food on the family vacation. Are we, this is one of the most important questions that we ask. So can you mention some uniquely Hawaiian dishes that visitors must try and some of the popular places to get those dishes? Oh my gosh, of course. And it's funny because in Hawaii, we love to eat. And I always say, that's why the mu'umu'us were invented. So you might have heard of them called um, mu'umu's before. My, you know, little favorites here, malasadas. Okay, so malasadas are these Portuguese donuts. Oh. I call them little pillows of heaven. <laughs> They're these incredibly freshly made, like literally made to order donuts. And there's a couple different kinds. So they are, you can get like the plain, I like the plain donut. It's like fresh out of the fryer, nice and airy in the inside. And then you can, my favorite is covered with cinnamon sugar, though they do have some that's powdered sugar. They have some plain, they even have some with some fillings. So I've had mm. um, a chocolate custard filling, which is delicious. And also very unique. They have a haupia and haupia is coconut. So imagine this Ooh. amazing hot donut right out of the fryer filled with coconut custard. Mm. So malasadas are absolutely amazing. You can get them a lot of different places. One of the most famous places to get that is at Leonard's Bakery on the island of Oahu, just in the outskirts of Waikiki. So if you're heading up to the North Shore, driving around the island, that is always many people's first stop on their journey. Another thing that is amazing is shave ice. So it's kind of like a Hawaiian snow cone. Tons of different flavors um, to choose from. You can do lots of combinations. And some people even add on condensed milk. Mm. Um, so there's lots of different ways you can do that. You can get shave ice a lot of places. One of my favorites is Matsumoto's, which is up on the north shore of Oahu. Usually has quite a line, but it's one of those iconic places to enjoy a lovely, cool treat on a, on a nice, sunny afternoon. Also, the shrimp trucks on the North Shore, garlic <sighs> shrimp. So these, these trucks are parked <laughs> right outside um, of the shrimp farm, so you cannot get the shrimp any fresher. You go up to the truck, and they usually have these plates of you know garlic shrimp, some rice, a little slice of pineapple, and literally, you've never had fresher shrimp. They'll usually add on or have available some wonderful fresh um, corn on the cob, which they get from the farms right there in Kahuku, which is on the north shore of Oahu. And I would also be remiss if I don't mention the Dole Whip. Okay, so the mm. Dole Pineapple Plantation up on the North Shore has the most amazing Dole Whip. This kind of, you know, kind of icy custard just is one of the most incredibly refreshing, lovely, you know, truly kind of Hawaii type experiences that you can have throughout the islands. And you can you can enjoy those. At, I've seen them throughout the islands, but if you want to get the authentic one at the Dole Pineapple Plantation that's on the island of Oahu. So, and, and you know, one thing too, what's very um, popular in Hawaii is the concept of the plate lunch. And the plate lunch is, you know, um, typically consists of a protein. So it, is, it can be anything from mahi-mahi to kalbi ribs or, you know, a hamburger steak two scoops of rice and a scoop of macaroni salad, basically enough to feed a small village. Um, and that actually comes from the history and the culture of the plantation era is when, you know, they started to grow crops throughout the islands. They needed people to come and to, to work these uh, plantations. So people came from all over the world, from 
Korea, from China, from Portugal, from Puerto Rico, and they lived on these plantations. What they did is they shared their food and their, you know, with with their, um, you know, the, the people that lived with them on the plantation. And so this is actually from that plantation era that people all had these wonderful plate lunches. So you'll find them throughout the island. And there's a variety of, like I said, you can customize it with your own protein, but it's a wonderful way to really get a taste of the culture throughout the islands. The Dole Plantation, if I remember correctly, I read this somewhere, has the world's biggest maze as well, correct? It absolutely does. It does. <laughs> so it's, it's a fun full day. They're shopping and go through the maze and you can end it all with a Dole Whip. That sounds great to me. <laughs> so I'm really going to put you on the spot now. If you had to make a top five list of things families must do on their, let's say their first visit or even a, even a second visit or a third visit, what would that list include? <laughs> Oh, it's so difficult. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of mine. So definitely get out into the water. And I think, you know, doing things that are iconic to Hawaii are so special. So, you know, and even kids can do like a surf lesson, which is so much fun. And of course, Hawaii is the birthplace of surfing. So great place to do that or get out in an outrigger canoe, you know, which again is iconic to um, Hawaii. I was able to do one of those at sunrise when I was there in Maui, just in January. And it was wonderful in the morning, the kapuna or the elder blowed a, uh, blew a conch shell to kind of signify the, the dawning of the new day and did a chant. And then we all hopped in the outrigger canoe together and paddled out at dawn. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Definitely get a, get in a snorkel, either a snorkel excursion that takes you out, or even there's a lot of great snorkeling that you can do from the shore. And I'll tell you after this pause and visitation, the water, I've never seen it so crystal clear and blue. So it's an amazing time to explore um, snorkeling. Yeah. Definitely encourage people to enjoy a luau. You know, a luau is such an iconic thing in Hawaii and it really Really gives you the opportunity in advance to kind of, you know, at the beginning, kind of walk around. You'll have a lot of, you know, the, uh, the native Hawaiians, the locals doing demonstrations of different Hawaiian, Hawaiian arts, you know, and it's absolutely incredible. You have a beautiful Hawaiian feast while you're watching incredible entertainment that really tells the story of the history and culture of Hawaii, um, all done with the back ocean backdrop, you know, at sunset. So a luau is absolutely must do. I do think the Polynesian Cultural Center for first time is something that is absolutely recommended. And then I do also two other things. Hawaii Volcanoes National Park on the island of Hawaii is amazing. Um, there's over 150 miles of hiking trails. Oh, and wow. just to be able to see the impact of the 2018 flow that really got a lot of publicity, which added over 900 acres of land to the island of Hawaii. It is just something amazing and magical to see. I, I got to see this when I was there in March, and I tell you, it is spectacular. The park rangers are there. They can give you kind of the lay of the land and, and tell you how to really experience this incredible natural phenomenon. And the last thing I would say is the Napali Coast on the northwest side of the island of Kauai. It is one of the most, you know, spectacular coastlines you will ever see. And it's only available by hiking by boat or by helicopter. So to see Nepali by boat or by helicopter is absolutely a bucket list experience. That all sounds amazing. <laughs> so in your experience, <laughs> what are some fun activities that first time visitors often miss that they may want to consider? 
You know, I think, I think sometimes people are so concerned with, you know, maybe some of those bucket list experiences like, you know, the Volcanoes National Park and Nepali. I think people sometimes miss out on, you know, some of the, some of the other kind of, you know, activities like, you know, even, even going to, you know, a zoo or an aquarium. So in Honolulu um, has a great zoo, the Honolulu Zoo, they have an aquarium. There's an amazing aquarium on Maui as well, the Maui Ocean Center Mm. that is absolutely spectacular. I also think, you know, getting out and driving and exploring at their leisure, you know, most of our visitors rent cars in Hawaii, and it is a wonderful way to really experience the destination at your leisure, at your pace and see what you'd like, you know, stop and pack a picnic lunch and just really enjoy the islands. And that could be driving on um, Oahu up to the North shore and taking your time and stopping at little beaches along the way or doing the scenic road to Hana, Mm. you know, on Maui and, and taking in the beautiful waterfalls and stop and get some banana bread, you know, along the way. Um, but really just, you know, just exploring the destination. And the same thing too, getting out of the hotels to dine, you know, going to some of the mom and pop restaurants, the snack shacks, you know, the local spots, um, the noodle shops, you know, mm. is really such a great way to really enjoy the, the food, the culture, you know, and the local people. And even hiking, you know, um, you know, so much of what you can experience in Hawaii is free and you still can take in the natural beauty. And there's so many different types of hiking for really all levels, you know, for, for families with smaller kids, you can do something low key like Leahi or Diamond Head on the island of Oahu. They also have like the, the Makapu'u um, trail, which is, you know, it's all paved. You go up and see this beautiful lighthouse, mm-hmm. you know, the hiking, as I mentioned, around Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. And then if you happen to be doing the um, road to Hana on Maui, there's this incredible trail called the PP Vi Trail that takes you this beautiful waterfall. It is absolutely stunning, but that's a way to kind of take in the beauty. It's complimentary. It's wonderful together time, you know, with the families. So I think, you know, that's a unique thing to do. And, and, and one thing I also wanted to share is um, mountain tubing on the island of Kauai. You can actually get on these mountain tubes and kind of float down these old irrigation ditches what? that used to irrigate the sugarcane fields on the island. And you'll go through open canals and five hand dug tunnels. And so you really get to see, you know, the beauty of the interior of the island that you'd never be able to see in any other way. So there's there's so many unique things, you know, to really see and experience the true beauty of the island. Lots and lots of opportunities. All right. That last one is definitely on my list. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> 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 well, finally, and I hate that my co-host isn't here because he is a linguistics person. He actually has a YouTube channel called The Language Tutor. So I want to know, what are some Hawaiian words that uh, that we need to know for a visit? Okay, well, I'll start off with an easy one. Okay, I'll start off with the word aloha. Okay, aloha has many meanings. It can be used as a greeting. You know, you'll hear people say it as hello. It can be referred to as love. When you say with aloha, you know, with love. So you'll, you'll hear that throughout Hawaii. And, you know, another, another word that you'll hear a lot of, if someone is a local person, a person that lives in Hawaii, they're called a kama'aina. A kama'aina. And it's funny is Hawaii, you know, it, it sounds like a complex language, but there's actually only 12 letters. Hawaiians okay. just love their vowels. Uh, <laughs> so a little, a little hint is if you see two vowels, you pronounce two vowels. And it's a very phonetic language. And the, the vowel sounds are the same in Hawaiian 
as they are in Spanish. So it's the A A E O U. Okay. okay. So now I'm going to tell you what the state fish is, which is the Umu Umu Nuku Nuku Wapua'a. Wow. How do you like that one? That's a mouthful right there. <laughs> Goodness. It is a mouthful. But yeah, so that that is the state fish. You may hear that. And there's actually even a restaurant in Maui. And it's funny. It used to be called the Umu Umu Nuku Nuku Wapua'a. And then they renamed it as Umu because it was harder for people to pronounce <laughs> the entire name. I can't imagine trying to spell that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very phonetic, very phonetic. And as I mentioned, a local person is a kama'aina. So we say a visitor is called a malahini, uh, a malahini. And one word that I did want to share is that it's it's a really important word right now as we, um, you know, as a destination is malama. And the word malama, I think you'll hear more and more now in Hawaii. Malama means to take care, to take care of each other of ourselves and of the aina or of the land. And I think all of us, right, after everything we've gone through these past, you know, over 12 months has really reminded us all the importance of taking care of, of ourselves and of each other. And in Hawaii, of course, of the land and to travel mindfully, you know, while you're in the islands. And the last word that you will hear a lot of and that I want to share as well is mahalo. And mahalo in Hawaiian means thank you. So you will hear that throughout and you can definitely feel free to use that throughout <laughs> the islands with people at hotels or people that are serving you at restaurants or activity partners. You can definitely share with them uh, mahalo, which means thank you. Perfect. Well, mahalo, Robin. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. We appreciate your time. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. And we hope to see everybody out in the Hawaiian Islands. Hawaii is open and, and eager to welcome everyone to those beautiful islands. Thank you so much. For more information on visiting Hawaii, consult your travel agent or go to GoHawaii.com. If you've got Hawaii on your bucket list, now is the time to plan your vacation. And I'd love to help. Drop me a line at rjones at starstufftravel.com. As a certified travel associate, my services are always free to my clients. So let's start planning your Hawaii vacation today. Well, that does it for today's show. We'll be doing an in-depth look at each of the Hawaiian islands in August and September, so definitely come back for that. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Till next time. Thank you for listening to The Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.